Welcome to Choice Classic Radio, where we bring to you the greatest old-time radio shows. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, and thank you for donating at choiceclassicradio.com. of this moment, for this is a time of mystery, a time when imagination is free and moves forward swiftly, silently. This is The Haunting Hour. come easily to the harbor. Even at two in the morning, there is a restlessness fretting the black ships and the green water. The whistles still blow, but their sound is melancholy and weary. The lights along the shore begin to blink there. Good night. In one of the harbor's darkening taverns, sleep will be forgotten for some time. Its solitary customer, an ancient sea captain, rests heavily against the bar. Within him burns a tale, and he will not rest till it is told. Mm. Two o'clock. Well, it's getting late, barkeep. You'll be wanting to close. I'm open till three. Well, my ship doesn't weigh anchor till then. We both have time. Yeah. You're sure you want to hear the story? Story? Sure. Why not? Another glass, then. Right. <clears throat> you join me? I don't mind. <clears throat> well, as I say, the land's no place for a man of the sea. Captain Jeremiah Stebbin should have known that. And he should have known there wasn't a crueler man anywhere in the world than Harvey Adams. Captain Stebbins treated Harvey and his wife, Paula, as if they were his own children. He took them in and shared his home with them. But that wasn't enough for Harvey. Oh, no. Harvey knew something about Jeremiah Stebbins' money. And that gave him the idea. The idea that became a mania. A disease. And the disease infected Paula, too. Harvey, is he? Let's get started, Paula. We've got to get out of here fast. Did everything go all right? Be quiet, Paula. Hurry. Well, it's over. Went as smoothly as clockwork. Just like we planned. It's funny, I don't feel the least bit nervous now. Do you? I'm frightened, Harvey. It'll wear off. You know, the moment I laid his hat and stick on the riverbank, a great feeling of peace came over me. Seemed as if I was stepping into a new world. 
And that's what it's going to be for us, Paula. A new world. He was good to us, Harvey. Yes, yes, of course he was. But think how much better he's going to be to us this way. Oh, there's the bridge ahead. All right. No cars behind us. Good. All right, now, slow down. Well, here goes the wrench out the window. There. Long may it rest at the bottom of the river. All right, now, back to the house. We've got to be there before Mrs. Wellers returns. What if we made a mistake? There's been no mistake, Paula. I'm just as sure of that as I'm sure that Captain Stebbins is dead and lying at the bottom of the river. As attorney for the late Jeremiah Stebbins, and in accordance with the instructions of the deceased, I have called together you, his beneficiaries, for the reading of his last will and testament. They found the body, Mr. Rand? Uh, no, Mr. Adams, not yet. However, the police informed me that Captain Stebbins has been officially declared a suicide. Oh, I can't believe he's gone, Mrs. Adams. I can't believe it. Mrs. Wellers, please. <laughs> yes, ma'am? You may begin, Mr. Rand. <clears throat> I, Jeremiah Stebbins, being of sound mind and disposing memory, do hereby make my last will and testament. To Agnes Wellers, my housekeeper, for whose constant devotion and kind care I have been ever thankful... I was only I... too happy to do whatever I could. You know that, Mrs. Adams. <laughs> I know, Mrs. Wellers. And he knew, too. Of course he did, Mrs. Wellers. Oh, Mr. Adams, I miss him so. We all will. Now, now pull yourself together. <laughs> all right, Mr. Rand. Yes. <clears throat> to Agnes Wellers, my housekeeper, for whose constant devotion and kind care I have been ever thankful... I hereby bequeath the sum of $25,000. In addition, it is my will and desire that Agnes Wellers be permitted to reside in my house, in the quarters which have been her home, for so long as she may desire to remain there. To Paula and Harvey Adams, who have been my close and trustworthy friends, and who have filled my life with bountiful happiness, I bequeath all my property and my remaining monies, which total $250,000. Why, how kind of him. We were nothing to him, really, but... He treated us like a father would. Uh, there's more. Another provision. It is my will that this legacy shall be transmitted to Paula and Harvey Adams six months from the date of the reading of this, my last will and testament, provided that the following terms are fulfilled. And in the event that these terms are not accomplished, I hereby will that my entire estate shall go to Agnes Weller. What, sir? Shall I go over it? No. Never mind. Continue. During the period prior to the transmittal of the legacy... Paula and Harvey Adams shall deliver to my appointed attorney each month one of the six brass buttons from my sea jacket. Brass button? That's what it says, Mr. Adams. Each month, one of the six brass buttons from my sea jacket. Why, I don't believe it. Harvey. Why, it's a trick. The will wasn't that way when I... When what, Mr. Adams? Well, I mean, it's preposterous. Captain Stebbins wouldn't do that to us. Do what? Why, it's, it's ridiculous. Brass buttons from his sea jacket. Mr. Adams, this is Captain Stebbins' bona fide will. Those are the terms. You must comply with them. It shouldn't be very difficult, should it? No, I, I guess not. I, I'm sorry, Mr. Rand. It, it was just a little unexpected. You shall have the buttons. All six of them. Sir. Yes, Mrs. Butters. Sir, the day that Captain Stebbins took his life. Yes. The day they say he took his life. He was wearing the sea jacket with the six brass buttons. Oh, 
although Jeremiah Stebbins is officially listed as a suicide, there are a few questions I must ask. Just routine. Uh, certainly, Inspector, we understand. And Mrs. Wellers. Yes, sir. According to your former employer's will, Mrs. Wellers, and the fact that Captain Stebbins' body has not been found as yet, there is an excellent chance, isn't there, of your becoming the sole beneficiary of the Stebbins estate? Oh, I don't want the money. Captain Stebbins meant it for Mr. Adams and his wife. Yes, so it appears, but in case the buttons aren't delivered... Oh, don't. Don't say things like that. please. She's very upset. I merely said, Mrs. Adams, there is a chance of her getting the money. You make it look as if I... As if you what, Mrs. Wellers? Well, sir, as if I... Oh, Mr. Adams, make him stop. Please make him stop. The inspector doesn't mean anything. Inspector, we've had a trying day, all of us. Mrs. Wellers, my wife and I have suffered a great loss. As far as I can see, there's nothing you can accomplish by your question. No? No. You've upset this poor woman enough. I must ask you to leave. I hardly expected anyone to get so excited over a few routine questions, since it's quite obvious who will receive Captain Stebbins' legacy. All this, Paula. All this and all his money will be hers if we don't find those buttons. But Harvey, she said he was wearing a jacket. Paula, that jacket is someplace in this house. I know it. Did you look where I told you? Yes. We'll never find it. I'll search through the attic. Captain Stebbins knew what we were going to do with him. That's why... Stop it, Paula. Stebbins was just an eccentric old sailor. We'll play his game of treasure hunt, Paula. And we'll win. It's not in the attic. Did you try in the cellar again? Yes. Paula, the hothouse. Why didn't I think of it before? Of course, the hothouse. wasn't there? No. But we'll find that jacket and those six buttons if we have to tear this house apart from top to bottom. This carpet. I can't open it. What? I think it's locked. Here, let me try it. It is locked, Paula. I think we've come to the end of our treasure hunt. I'll open this door. Mr. Adams. My room. What's happened? What are you doing here? Mrs. Wellers, unlock this door. But you have no right to come in my room this way. If Captain Stebbins were alive... He's not alive. He's dead. And this is my house now. If you don't unlock this door, I'll call the police. Well, uh, I'd not want to cause any trouble, Mr. Adams. Well, then unlock it. Here's the key, sir. It's better. not in here. I told you, Mr. Adams, he was wearing that sea jacket with the buttons the day he died. Paula, are you going to sit here all night sewing? Harvey, do you think Mrs. Weller suspects us? Of course not. She'd have gone to the police long ago. Maybe we'd better get out of this house. Now. Maybe we'd better get out of this city. Get out of this house. That's rich. In three more days, the first month will be up, Paul. Then we'll have to get out. Because of six ridiculous brass buttons. This house, everything will be hers in just three more days. Yes, just three more days. Yes, you almost sound relieved. Relieved? 
Yes, Harvey, it's better this way. Better to lose everything, to work, to plan, and be left with nothing. Oh, we can start all over start again. Start over again with what? We have each other. Each other. It's great. Paula, for heaven's sake, stop that sewing. Put it away. All right, Harvey. Harvey. What's the matter? My sewing box. What is it? There. In the box. In the box. Paula. We found the first button from Captain Stebbins' sea jacket. tavern along the waterfront, a sea captain leans heavily against the bar. He and the bartender talk while the waterfront noises gradually fade and the harbor lights around them one by one are shut. He tells the story of a murder and of a will. The murder of a sea captain like himself and a will which demands that the beneficiaries deliver to the captain's lawyer six buttons from the captain's sea jacket. Let us enter the tavern to hear the captain continue his strange story. Well, barkeep, Paula and Harvey Adams found the first of Captain Stebbins' six brass buttons. The buttons that meant the difference between a fortune and poverty. Yeah, so you said. The button was in the sewing box. How did it get there? Should I go on with the story? Sure, sure, go ahead. Well, as I said, the first button turned up. Only five more to go. And things were looking a little brighter for Harvey. But it was different with Paula. Very different. Please, please, Harvey. Let's go away. We can't stay in this house another day. We're not leaving. Captain Stebbins brought that button here. Stop that nonsense, Paula. He's come back from the dead to punish us. Harvey, this house is cursed. We've got to get out of here before it's too late. Shut up, Paula. You want Willis to hear us. She knows we killed him. Paula. They all know. I told you to stop it. Harvey. Stupid, hysterical fool. You'll ruin everything. That button didn't fall out of thin air, Paula. Somebody is trying to frighten us. All we've got to do is keep our nerve. If we play our cards right, we can't lose, Paula. We can't lose. Paula, I'm going out. Did you hear me, Paula? I said I'm going out. All right, Harvey. Don't leave this room till I get back. And keep away from Wellers, understand? Yes. Did my pop coat come back from the cleaners? It's in the closet. Paula. When did this coat come back? Yesterday. Who put it in the closet? I did. Well, look at it. Look. Harvey. It's been sewn on. The second brass button. He did it. He's come back again. From the dead. The second button. Here it is, Mr. Rand. Hmm, you're early this month. If I... I didn't want to keep you waiting. Northbound Express on track five. 
five, leaving at two twenty. Northbound Express on track five, leaving at two twenty. Get it for Chicago, Keith. Round trip, ma'am. One way, hurry, please hurry. Paula, Paula, stop. Oh, Harvey. You can't run away from me. I won't let you. Come along. I warned you, Paula, not to leave the house. I can't stay there, Harvey. Please let me go away, please. Let you go away. Do you think I'm crazy? I've got to keep my eye on you, Paula. For all I know, you may be behind this button business. Harvey! I said you may be. Or it could be Wellers or that lawyer, Rand. I don't trust any of you. I'm taking no chances. You're going back to the house, Paula. And if you try this Find again... Me, I'll... madam, here. You drop your change first. I'll take it, thanks. Don't be so careless, Paula. Here. But that's not mine. Not yours. Uh, say you, this doesn't belong... He's disappeared in the crowd. I wonder whose it is. Maybe there's an identification inside. Paula. Look. In the purse. Throw it away, Harvey. Please. You fool, Paula. Do you know what this means? The third brass button. She's sleeping now. Will she be all right, Doctor? I'd say she's on the verge of a complete mental collapse. Oh? I suggest you take her away immediately. A few months in the country will bring her about, I'm sure. If that's not possible... I mean, not right now. I have important business to attend to. I can offer no other advice. You keep your wife in this house, Mr. Adams. You are doing so at the risk of our sanity. You've got to pull yourself together, Paula. Do you hear me? Captain Stubbins will come back. He'll come back to this house again. It's cursed. I've got to get out of here. I've got to. No, you're staying in bed. Lie down. I can't. I can't stay here. Please let me go. Please. Stop it, Paula. You're not leaving yet. Stop that crying. Just when there's a chance, just when things are working out the way we planned, this has to happen. I don't want the money. I don't want this house. Well, I do. And I'm going to get it. Nothing's going to stop me. Nothing. Time for your medicine, Paula. At least it'll keep you quiet for a while. Where is it, Miss Traw? Here's the box. Paula, stop that infernal weeping. Here, take one of these. Paula. The fourth button. In the box. Oh, I told you, Harvey, he'd come back again. You wouldn't believe me, would you? I told you he'd come back again from the river. Yes, Mr. Rand. I've been waiting for you. The fifth button is due today. Yes, I know. Are you bringing it down? I'm afraid I can't wait any longer in my office here. I'm due home for dinner. I'm leaving now. Well, I... I have until midnight. You'll have your fifth button, Mr. Rand. Don't worry about it. And I'll see you before midnight. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, Mr. Adams, yes? here's a package for you. It was just delivered. Who brought it? A oh, messenger. Just a moment ago. Who was he? Well, I don't know. All right, all right, Mrs. Wellers, that's all. 
Thank you, sir. Yes. The fifth button. The fifth button. Here it is, Mr. Rand. I'm sorry to have interrupted your dinner. It's quite all right. Well, Mr. Adams, a month from today, you'll be a very rich man. Providing you have that sixth button. Cumball, I've been tricked. Yes, Harvey, you've been tricked. By a dead man. Thirty minutes to go. In just thirty minutes, the deadline will be reached. I'll lose everything. You won't get that sixth button, Harvey. You'll never... Shut up, you crazy fool. That button will turn up yet, Paul. It'll be too late, then. You'll never get that money, Harvey. Captain Stebbins doesn't want you to have it. Don't you know that? No. Not Captain Stebbins. It's you, Paula. You don't want me to have it. Paula, where is that sixth button? I don't know, Harvey. Captain Stebbins knows. Stop that nonsense. Where is that sixth button? You're hiding it from me. No, Harvey. I'm not hiding it. You're lying. Tell me where it is. Don't! You're hurting my throat. Are you going to tell me where that button is? I don't know. You're lying, Paula. Tell me where you hid that six button. I'll kill you. Tell me. Tell me. You know where it is, Paula. Tell me. Do you hear me? Tell me. Paula. Paula. I've killed you. Kill you. Thirteenth precinct, Sergeant Watkins. I I just killed my wife. What's that? My name is Harvey Adams. I killed my wife. You what? I I killed her because I loved her. I loved her very much. Everything I did was for her, and now she's dead, and I'm here alone. You. Hello. Hello. I'm not alone. Not alone. You, you can't fool me. I know what you are. You're a ghost. But you can't frighten me. You're dead, Captain Stebbins. I killed you. You've come here to frighten me, but but you can't. You hear me? I'm not afraid of you. The caller was. You... You did it, Captain Stebbins. You made me kill her, and now you've come to... No. No, don't come near me. Stay away from me. No. No, I don't want it. Take it away. It's cursed. I... I don't want the button. I... I don't want it. Take it away. Take it away. And when the police arrived, Barkeep, they found Harvey Adams, alone, trapped.
cringing in a corner, stark, staring mad. Well, that's enough to drive anybody crazy, seeing the ghost of the man you killed. Hmm. It wasn't a ghost. Huh? Oh, now, hold on. You mean Captain Stebbins wasn't really dead? It's an old saying, men of the sea drown hard. Harvey Adams would have done well to know that. His wrench never killed the captain. The water revived the old man, and he returned from the dead for justice. For justice? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see. But who are you? Now, you're not going to tell me you're... Uh, captain Steven? Yeah. Well, barkeep, my ship will be weighing anchor. I'll be getting along. As I say, the land, no place for a man of the sea. From shadows and stillness, mystery weaves a spell of strangest fascination, charging the mind with doubt and fear. For mystery is a strange companion, a living memory in the haunting hour.